going to talk this morning about uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 13, okay? So uh, the way I want to do this is uh, I'm going to read the verse, and then there are three key words in there, faith and hope and love. And so what we're going to do is we're going to uh, take each one of those. We're going to, I'm going to read a couple of verses that will um, kind of help us orient our mind around that word, right? And then we'll talk about it for a little bit, and then we'll move on to the next word, and we'll, we'll try to put it all together at the very end, okay? So um, 1 Corinthians 13, 13 says, So now faith, hope, and love abide these three, but the greatest of these is love. And as I was praying about what the Lord would have me to share about this morning, it was kind of this evolution of thoughts, right? And you just kind of, uh, I, I think, you know, initially when we come up and we want to share a message, you know, we want something that's really super, like, deep and, like, I've been a Christian for a long time and, like, it seems really basic, right? Faith and hope. And love, and I felt like the Lord just wouldn't let me get away from that, right? And so, so I feel like happens a lot of times, no matter how long we're in the faith, we'll sit there and we'll go through life, and the more we go through life without the reminding of the simplicity of the things that God's called us to do, we get very, very narrow-minded, Right? We get pointed so much, so tightly knit into the box that we're in in our life, right? That we start to forget some, some of the more basic things. And with faith and hope and love, God's designed us in such a way that we will naturally lean into one of these, right? And if we're not careful, we will lean out of the other ones. And what we'll find out is you can't do one rightly without the other two. So we're going to pray, right, because God really, I feel like, took me out of my comfort zone this morning. I like to have these things done like two or three days in advance, and I've already spoken through it, and that's how my faith works, right? Anyway, so, um, but what happened was, what happened was, is it was last minute, so 8.30 this morning, I finished up my notes on it, and this is outside of my skill set, so, well, we're just going to need the Lord, all right? So, uh, Father God, just... Lord, we just thank you that you just won't let us land on our own thoughts and our ideas, God, but that no matter how much we rail against them, eventually uh, we have to come under what you're, what you're calling us to do. And so I, I just pray, Lord, this morning that you would, you would speak those words through me, Lord, that they would be articulated in such a way, God, that, that they would just open up hearts and open up minds, Lord, and put our feet into action. And, uh, and we love you, Lord, and we're just thankful for all these. Amen. So, so faith. In Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 through 3, says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it the people of old received their commendation. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that, so that what is seen was made, by, made out of things that are invisible. 
And then another verse would be Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. And the last verse that I have, and with all of these topics, there are so many verses that you can you can turn to on these. What I tried to do was just uh, give us that wide range of where faith can land, where, right? So um, the last one, uh, John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believes or has faith in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And so uh, when we look at those three uh, verses, those people where this comes very natural to some people where um, not only do they believe that uh, the world was made by God, and that makes perfect sense to them, but also they're, they're easily led in their day-to-day life, right, by faith. And so these things come very, very easy to them. Uh, commentator, uh, Matthew Henry, uh, it's a popular line that, that a lot have uh, put out there, but he said, uh, faith is designed to serve the believer instead of sight and to be to the soul all that the senses are to the body. And so it got me to thinking about, like, what do our senses actually tell us about the world around us? Uh, you know, our touch, if we were to touch a burner, that touch tells us that that's hot. And a wise person will not do that again. Um, a soft touch from a person that you know and you care about can bring comfort, right? I was actually, as I was looking at these different senses, one of the things that I was wondering what would happen, what would happen if, if we didn't touch or we couldn't touch? And I, I didn't know if anything would be out there, but it, but it actually was. Um, there was a, I read an article about a, about a lady uh, who, due to the COVID thing, she, she lives alone, right? And, um, and because and she doesn't live in the U.S., and so like because of the COVID stuff, she's been, she's been shut up in her house, and she has interaction with people through like social media and things of that nature, but she's uh, suffering from, um, I can't remember what it's called right now, she's suffering from a, from a, uh, a neurological illness of some sort because she hasn't been touched by another person, and I thought, as I read, read through this article, it talks about the importance of us being able to touch and to be able to, um, and to not just communicate with people, but to actually get that, get that hug or that handshake or that pat on the back. And, and, and when we don't get those things, then, then crazy things start happening in our minds. We get, we get depression and anxiety and things of that nature. And so I, I thought that was real interesting. Um, taste. And you bite into a rotten apple, I mean, that, that tells us something about that. Like, don't do it again. Um, and, uh, but it has the opposite effect if we get that, that, the savory taste of a steak, right? It tells us something about that. Like, that's something that we want more of. And uh, our smell, you know, um, tells us whether or not we want to inhale deeply or hold our nose. And faith helps us to respond 
It tells us things about the world that, that, that's around us. What we find is faith is really deeply um, intertwined with, with our, our thoughts and our, our, our mind and, and how we think about things. Um, and so uh, it mostly is that, right? And, and so because of our faith, the reason we do a lot of the things that we do, again, this is basic, but it'll, it'll all come to a point ahead at the end. So because of our faith, that's the reason that we oppose abortion, right? Because we believe and our thoughts and our mind says that it's, it's not right to kill babies, right? It's the reason that we give to charity. You know, the whole charity piece came up because of faith, because of what the Lord said and does. Honesty, honoring those who uh, have come before us, all of those things come to us, and we believe in those things because of our, because of our faith. And, uh, and the Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please God, right? Which makes perfect sense, if you think about it. I mean, I, I, I see, like, a lot of people, like, want to kind of pass over that uh, a little bit, but, you know, if, if we look at Faith in terms of, like, I think a certain way because of the influence of another person, right? And I put my trust in. It only makes sense that, let's say, I was uh, at my job, right? And I didn't trust my employer. And so I went and I did things my own way. Would my, would my employer be happy with me? Hey, he wouldn't be happy with us. So, so like, that, that part, like... It's impossible to please God without faith. That, that makes perfect sense like that when you think about it in that, uh, that context. So I also found it interesting that uh, doubt actually decreases your, the function in your brain. It slows down where faith increases it. That was just a side point. Anyway. <laughs> now how do we... Increasing faith is going to be important. If it's, if it's that poor, it's important, it's uh, intertwined with our thoughts and our mind and lining ourselves up with the way God thinks, important. So Romans ten seventeen says, uh, so faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. And so your faith will be built up through reading, and through time and prayer. I know uh, Chad spent a crazy amount of time encouraging us to get into the prayer room. We talk a lot about getting into the Word, and it, I mean, the fact is, like, you're, you, if we're alone with our thoughts for too long, like, we we're we're easily we're easily manipulated. So like it just takes a, a small thing. Like I, I, it can even be a thing that we learned out of the Bible, and a small twist in the thing, and suddenly like we're not on path anymore. So so like we need to be reminded, which is this right? This it's this where that basic message. Like it's this we we need that constant reminding of. Of that, and so be if you want your faith to be built up. If you find yourself like railing against ideas that, that uh, we know are historically true in the Bible, get in your Bible, get in your prayer time. That is a key indicator that you're not spending enough time with those things. And so we move on to hope. Hope. Let me read the verse first. 
Galatians 5.5 says, For through the Spirit, by faith, we ourselves eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness. Hope is rooted in the idea that one day God is going to make things right. Right? And I was looking for some quotes that I could add to this. Billy Graham's the one that came up, or the one that came up that appealed to me anyway. I've read the last page of the Bible. It's all going to turn out all right. It's just real simple, but that's what it is. That's, I mean, hope's like that, right? And we got tough stuff, and we've all had tough stuff, right? But, and this is kind of the, this is the area of faith, hope, and love. Like, this is the area that I lean into, and so that's why you'll hear me talk about uh, Psalm 37.4, like on repeat, like, uh, and it's delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart, right? It's, this is a, this is the part of it. So faith is woven into our mind. Hope is built up in our emotions, a lot of times, um, it, it, primarily, I would say. Hope is built up in our emotions, and in a way, that particular verse would be, in a way, like when I get excited about the Lord and I see the things that like He's doing, and I, can, I, can, I know that He ultimately wants uh, things to be right in the end, like that gets me excited, and be, that, that verse tells me that the more excited about, I get about those things, the more I want those things to happen. So my desires are becoming more like God's. So another one that will always, you'll always hear me, Philippians 4.8. Everybody loves 4.6, and, and I think it's 13. I don't know. Um, Philippians 4.8 is finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure or lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things, what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the, and the peace, the God of peace will be with you. All right, those, those, types of, those types of verses right where it's built up in the things that God that we we trust God is intending to do keeping our mind and our hearts and those things keeping our minds and our hearts on those those the rewards i i have i will i've said for a long time like one of the best conversations i ever had was sitting at a table in the back before all that stuff was done with Christiana and Daniel, then we just sat there for the longest time talking about the rewards that we would see in heaven. It just kind of flowed that way, and I walked out of that, walked away from that just being encouraged and built up, and it just kind of one of those conversations that, that sticks with you, right? And, and just encouraged every time I think about that conversation, so... I got one more verse that um, that I got attached to this. I, I really like, kind of brings that uh, a little bit more full. Colossians one twenty seven to to them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches 
of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Like, which says to me, like, not only is he going to make things right, but I'm going to get to see plainly all the things that I've been looking forward to, right? So that's, um, all right. Moving on. Love. In Mark chapter 12, it says, um, a very familiar verse says, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. So we got in your mind, we've got in your emotion, and now we're, that's coming out in our action. Now we're putting hands and feet to the things that we believe and that we're hoping for. And, um, and when I read this verse, like the, the automatic response to this is like, for me, is like, what, what do I have to give to God? And so, John chapter 5, verse 3 says, um, This is the love of God that we keep his commandments. So the best thing that I can give to God is my obedience. And no matter how many times you uh, walk through the scriptures and you try to figure out the thing that you can give to God, your obedience is what, like he's the planner, he's the builder, and like your obedience to what he's building and he's planning, like that's the only thing that you can give to him. And it would be... When we are when we are not, it's like it's like um, a good builder that has has this uh, has this great blueprint or whatever the case may be, and like this is how it's supposed to be built, and like and you start building a, a thing that doesn't line up with that, then it's not going to turn out like it's supposed to, right? <laughs> I mean, it's not going to turn out like it's supposed to, and so um, so being obedient to his commandments. So Hebrews, going back to Hebrews chapter eleven, um, if you've if it if it's a chapter that's really unfamiliar to you, um, there's this long list of kind of these like soldiers of our faith, right? Like, and and what you what you see in there is that um, you've got the you've got the faith. It is it is the faith chapter, and but what you see is every single one of them, their faith turned into an action. Abel had faith, and he sacrificed. And Enoch, Enoch's always interesting to me because, like, there's not a whole lot about Enoch in there. And so, like, what I, in my mind, I don't even know if this is true, but in my mind, this is the way it works out. Like, everybody's sitting there, and they're setting up their tribes and their, their towns, and, and, uh, and they're building up with wisdom, they're building up these these places that will that will help them function and stay safe and things of that na- nature. And Enoch, Enoch's like, eh, I'm just going to walk with you. And so everybody's setting up their stuff, and he's just walking with God. So in my mind, that's how Enoch works. Um, Noah builds a boat. Abraham left all of the security of that town or that tribe and just, and just walked. And then, I don't know, Sarah is, is always interesting to me. She had a baby, and she was really old. So. <laughs> so what can we expect when we're obedient to him, right? Uh, in Exodus, it says, if you carefully obey his voice and do all that he says, then he will be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversaries. 
I didn't type that right. But that's what it says. Um, like, when you are on his side, which is the, like, then he's on your side. Um, I think a lot of times we can get to a point like we have these ideas and these plans that we, we trust God to come alongside us, right? But the Bible says, like, when we're on his side, then he's on our side, right? And so uh, that, that, that has to be, that has to be the, the plan. That has to be the way it plays out. Otherwise, it may not go as you hoped it would, right? So Proverbs 10, 17, whoever heeds discipline shows the way to life, but whoever ignores instruction leads others astray. So actually, your obedience to the Lord will bring people in, or your disobedience can actually take somebody away. It's a, it's a witness, like you're a witness by what you do, you are a witness to those around you. Uh, we, we like the idea of evangelism. We like the idea of like talking to people and saying the right things and doing the right thing or saying the right things to people and, and drawing people in to, uh, our, to the faith. But when, when we don't act the right way, Proverbs says we'll actually turn them away. So being obedient to the Lord actually brings people into the faith. And so, all right. So now we're going to, so the obedience of the Lord. Now we're going to go back to uh, Mark chapter 12, and it says, um, but the second greatest commandment is love your neighbor as yourself. And so if we, these are interesting to me because God put a place of order in them, but he also said, like, you can't, you can't even do part one unless you've done part two. And so here we go. You would, yeah, so I put, you'd think you got at least the first part right. Maybe you don't like people, right? Maybe you don't like people. At least I got the first part right. All right. First John chapter four, verse 20 says, if anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. Eee. That hurts. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. Man. So if it's that important, like if you can't do part one without part two, like how do we do how do we do part two? What does it mean to love your neighbor and how important is it? Uh, John, James 1.27, religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and keep oneself unstained from the world. That it's, it's, that, it's that charity piece, right? It's, it's putting hands and feet to the, right? Okay. Um, and then Matthew... 25, 31 to 46. I'm going to turn there. Matthew 25. Matthew 25. Thank you, Lord. All right, this is um, Matthew telling us about, um, or actually quoting the Lord on... um, Final judgment and says, uh, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels angels are with him, 
Then he will sit down on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from goats. And he will place the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. And the king will say to those on the right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer, When did we do that? It'll go on to say later on, it'll, it'll go on to say that if you don't do those things, like, he'll say, he never knew you. Man. Super important stuff. Super important stuff. Okay, so our original verse... 1 Corinthians 13, 13 actually said love was the most important of these things. Now, if we say that one can't exist without the other, why is love so much more important than faith and hope, right? And I think I would suggest that it's the greatest influencer to look like you... You can't do love properly. I want to make this. You can't do love properly without, without faith because your, your mind's not wired right. And you can't do love properly without hope because you're kind of stoic and nobody wants to be around you. Um, <laughs> right? And so you can't, you can't do one without the other. That, that's, that's a fact. But this is a day and age where we get into, like, a lot of people like do debates on Facebook, Right? which is an exchange of ideas. But how many times do we get an exchange of ideas where we actually change somebody's mind? I mean, we're, we're sharing an idea that we believe to be true, and then an opposing idea comes in, but rarely, uh, not, not never, rarely is, is anybody looking for to figure out if they're right. They believe they're right, right? So uh, rarely, I would say, does an exchange of ideas change uh, a person's opinion, and therefore, like an exchange of ideas will rarely win somebody to the Lord. I mean, the presidential debate, right? Did, did anybody go into that? Have you ever gone into any presidential debate going, man, or come away from a presidential debate going, man, at first I was for this guy, and then, but you know what? Maybe not. <laughs> I mean, it just, it just doesn't happen. So, on the, on the contrast, on the, on the hope side, my favorite people personally are those people that are like full of energy and they're the people where a lot of people who don't have that kind of energy will go, they'll annoy them. Just like, I can only be around that person for a limited amount of time because he's driving me or she's driving me crazy. All of the energy and all of the positivity 
is too much for me. I think that's the, the term that'll happen, that it's too much for me. And those are, a lot of times you get those, those people that are kind of like that purely hope type of people, and like they're full of all of that energy and all of that positivity, and uh, wisdom rarely kind of touches their, touches their mind. They're just, but they're super excited. <laughs> and, and, but, you know, that, that, type of, that type of hope, right, they're, it, is uh, although I will say I think that that type of energy and that type of positivity is more attractive to people than the exchange of ideas piece. Uh, not more important, but I think it does attract people more. The part about putting boots to the ground and putting your hands to work of love that will always draw people in. Love is the biggest influencer um, among people. And the Bible even tells us people are to come to know Christ in a real way. They'll know us by our love for one another. We're naturally drawn to that charity, right? Uh, that care for one another. We're naturally drawn to those things. Right now, what we have going on, we have like this manipulation of the word love, Right? And the enemy is creating a manipulation of the word love. It takes less depth and it sits more on the surface. And what happens when we allow something to sit on the surface without the depth piece, it becomes very pliable, like I can make it what I want it to be, right? And so uh, we get things like, you know, just give you one thing that just pops up in my head right now. is like uh, uh, there was a hurricane down in Louisiana, last year, the year before last, and, and Trump was like feet on the ground over there, right? And the, the reports that were coming out wasn't that he had feet on the ground and that he was, that he was actually doing things to help them, is that he didn't look happy doing it. And so he must not care about them. Right, when we, so that's the type of, just to kind of give you an idea of what I'm talking about, surface level stuff, right? It's like, or um, I'm, I'm not going to challenge you on a thing that you're doing because, because it might appear unloving where the depth of that just says, man, I can see you doing harm to yourself and I just don't want to see that happening, right? So it's the, the enemy right now is trying to make love like this surface level thing and he can manipulate it and, and tie it to whatever. And so he's using that actually to make the church look like, a, like bigots, right? He's using the pliability, he's using the manipulation of that word to show that the church doesn't love. Even us, as the church, can fall into that little bit of a trap. Uh, we, can, we can get to the point where, we, where we, we want to say nice things to make you feel good about yourself more than we want to care about your soul and more we want to uh, care about you seeing doing uh, seeing you do well in your life. And sometimes, this is going to be a call back to the Word, uh, sometimes uh, I think that, you know, as, as believers, we believe that we can't be n- manipulated by those things. But <laughs> a verse that always kind of makes me, makes me laugh, but also kind of reminds me of just how not smart I am, um, what is like uh, Deuteronomy... 23, 12 through 13, I'll, I'll kind of give you, like, uh, apparently, like, people were walking around in the camp, and they were, they were like, 
man, it really stinks in here. And, um, and God had to go, hey, um, do your duty outside the camp and bring a shovel. Right? They, they knew it stunk, but they didn't, have a, they, had, they didn't have a solution to the problem. God actually had to make a law that says, take a shovel, go poop outside. Right? And it's funny, but like it's, it's crazy to me to think that we had to be taught to do that. So much of what we know is learned. So much of what we know is learned, more than we could possibly. We think that, we think that we're, we're smart and we know things, but most, almost everything that we have has been told to us by somebody. Who's telling us? That's the, that's the question. Who's telling us these things? And so, um, all right. I'm going to try to pull this together. Listen, like I said before, like we are naturally gifted in certain ways. We're going to lean into those things. Like I will always lean into those, those encouraging words that show me. Like I love the end of Revelation. I will read that all day long because I get, I get this picture. It gives me this picture. I don't even know if it's a, a perfectly right picture. I'm sure it's not. But I always get this picture. Man, I used to... Rod used to come up with all, he was so creative and he would tell you exactly what it was going to look like. I don't know if it's true what he said it was going to look like, but he had white horses going in places and it was, it was like I would just love to sit there and listen to him talk about those things because it encouraged, it encouraged me. It's the, the hope piece that I'm always leaning into. And, and man, we got, we got, um, People in here that will lean into their faith, like the the intellectual side of our faith, and they'll um, they'll they'll lean into that. And man, I, I just I just really appreciate those people. Like I've uh, a lot of times talked about, you know, I always appreciated uh, my my dad. Like you know, I'm sitting there, I'm going through life as a as a uh, late teens, early twenties, and I'm 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 drinking a lot and I'm going to jail and my dad would always, he was the only one that had any money. So he, he would always come pick me up and he'd be like, you know, Lord told me a long time ago how this would look. It's going to be okay. Like those faith people, like we need, we need those faith people. And I always appreciate those faith people. And I know such how, like it's the, probably the weakest point for me. Not that I don't, I have troubles faith, like believing that God is, but like on the day-to-day basis of moving through life with my faith, like that's a weakness to me. So I see people who have that naturally, man, I'm, I, I just appreciate that, man. I just really appreciate that. And then, um, and then there's people who put, uh, put love into action just more naturally than other people do. But even Solomon said, Solomon goes through Ecclesiastes and he's sitting there and he's saying, man, even love if, it, if it's not accompanied by faith, and if it's not accompanied by hope, if it ends right here, useless. It's useless. They have to be interwoven together. And so, and so like my encouragement this morning, right, my, if, I, if I had to kind of give you like a plan of action, my encouragement this morning is you're so naturally going to lead into certain things. And, and I, I, want, I want us to be like to love that about what God gave us because it is a gift. It is a gift, but don't forget about those things, those other things, those things that we don't like to do as much because we're not, it's not our natural gift. To be complete, to be, to know God in the fullest way possible and to be pleasing to Him, we have to be able to, we have to know all, of, all three of those things, right? 
And so I'll pray and let uh, Ryan and them do their thing. And so, Father God, we thank you so much, Lord. You give us words. Lord, you give us basic words like this one where we just need to be reminded of the things that you've already told us over and over and over again. And and we get the, Lord, you give us the depth of, of words that come on a regular basis as well. And we just thank you for all of those things, God. Help us, help us to have a, a heart to get into our word, Lord, so that our faith would be built up. God, help us to imagine the great things that you have for us so that our hope will be built up. And God, let us not forget about uh, just how pleased we want you to be with us, Lord. So we want to be in that uh, obedience. We want to do what you've called us to do, God, and help us help us love one another, Lord, because uh, we can't love you without it. In Jesus' name, amen. something that we're we're chewing on throughout the week, Lord, that, uh, that we're reminded we need all three, Lord. Sometimes we just go through this world, Lord, aimlessly. We go through the world. We go through our day-to-day life, God, just almost robotically, Lord. But let us be conscious of this, Lord. Let us remember that our faith is in you. Lord, help us have that hope in you and what you're doing, Lord. And when times are hard, we have hope that you do have this, Lord. But help us be better at loving you and loving one another, God. And help us be able to receive love also, Lord. And when people are speaking a loving word to us that we would receive that, God, that we would not, we would not neglect it. I pray you be with everybody in here today as we go throughout our week be the center of it and make sure we do not leave here, Lord, until you're ready to release us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.